Hi. Welcome to the Crohn's Corner Podcast, where shit sucks and I hate my guts. Brought to you by DaxonCo.com, where you can find the latest trendy t-shirts and accessories designed by yours truly, Dom, a.k.a. the Crohn's Father. I am very excited. This is take two, by the way. This is... We just started this, and I'm an idiot and hit the wrong button. Uh, so I'm here to introduce Mr. Kyle Nepp, who is a fellow high school mate of mine who also has Crohn's disease. And we are very excited to uh, compare and contrast each other's stories and personal journeys with Crohn's disease. as It's a new perspective. And uh, thanks for being here, man. I, we previously said this is our <laughs> second or third uh, rescheduling, and now our second attempt at recording yeah. this. So glad you're here, man. Glad you made it. Yeah, dude. It's uh, I'm really excited, like you said, to kind of compare notes and see. Uh, you know, I think my story is a little different, so um, you know, be interesting for someone like you said. You had like you hit all the boxes, and for a long time, I hit like none of the boxes of symptoms. So um, yeah. Well, let's jump, just jump right into it, man. I, I, we, like I said, we, we've all heard my story in the past uh, episode or two. So uh, let's hear yours, man. Uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed? Yeah. Um, it was 14-ish, like right before high school. Um, it was, I remember it was in the summer um, because uh, you, you asked corn. We, we, in our notes, you had said, can you eat corn? And yeah, the, question, the answer is absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I miss it, dude. Oh, I miss yeah, the Sweet yeah. Corn Festival. Um, because I like I th- I'm pretty sure that like that time was I I'd probably eaten like corn on the cob like all weekend right, mm-hmm. um, but uh, so I'm like 14. It's the summer and um, I have dentist appointment, doctor appointment, something like that. And um, one of the minor ones. Yeah, one of those ones before. It's just like a standard appointment. It's not like you're you know like oh my gut doctor. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, <laughs> we would go to find out we have many more doctor's appointments ahead of us. Um, and I went to the bathroom and my stomach was like kind of crampy, you know, that feeling. And it's like, oh, it's either going to be like really hard or like really like explosive kind right. of thing. You know? no, there is no in between. <laughs> There's no in between you have right. Crohn's. It's, it's a constant battle between um, diarrhea and constipation. But, um, and I just remember like I couldn't really go. And, but it was like the pain just kept getting worse and worse. And I think you would explain it one time with like um, needles and fire. And my explanation has always been like Satan's razor blade, like, I like just because it's fire and stabbing at the same time, just trying to slide through your stomach. And so I'm not alone. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I always feel like a crazy person trying to explain this to a nurse who wouldn't believe me, or right. I was just trying to pick up pick up pain meds. Like, no, this feels like a steak knife on flames mm-hmm. in my rectum. Yeah, and anyway. it's like and until you have that, and people are like, "Oh, that sounds awful." I'm like, "You have no idea." Right. Like it. And so, well, it's one of the worst pains I've ever had because, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the toilet trying to go and I can't go and I don't even really get up. I just kind of fall to the ground, get my pants up and I'm like laying in the middle of the floor, like in pain. And was this at your house or was this at the office? At the dentist um, I was, I was still at home. We okay. hadn't left yet. Okay. And, uh, which is funny because my mom was like, this is not my mother at all, but this particular day she was like, get up, Kyle, we don't have time for your foolishness. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I'm sure she felt really bad about that afterwards. Sure. But I'm like, I'm like, no mom. I'm like, I, this is excruciating. And, and like, I don't think I've any told them this before, but, um, except for you the first time, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember laying there and like, I'm praying and I'm like, 
I think I'm dying. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. And I'm like, God, if I'm dying, make it fast. Do not make me suffer through this. Because to this day, you know, that was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. So half my lifespan, you know, I'll be 30 in, in March. And so, what, what day? March 16th. Oh, 21st. Okay, cool. Nice. So, um, it's so, like, for half my life, like, this is still, you know, I've had all kinds of surgeries. And they're like, well, 10, what, you know, 1 to 10, 10 being the worst pain. And I'm like, well, Crohn's was the worst pain, so not much compares to that. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. Um, this, this is a four. Yeah, like, when really you're still in excruciating pain for right. this other stuff. But, right. Um, and so um, she calls, like, the, the health insurance, like, nurse on call, whatever. You can call them and they tell you whatever. And she was like, the nurse was like, well, it's the wrong side, but it could still be appendectomy, like an appendicitis. Like, you can have sympathy pain on the wrong side. She's like, get him to a hospital. Like, you don't want to chance this. Sure. So we get there, and, I mean, you've been in the ER. It's, like, doctor after doctor just like, oh, yeah, it looks like, sounds like appendicitis. Let's go. Oh, yeah, it sounds like appendicitis. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> so I finally get in, right? And the whole time I'm there, like, it, it's just like my stomach's like I'm either gonna throw up or like poop the bed, mm-hmm. but like nothing. Neither that ever happened. It was just this, just urge to go and urge to throw up, just constant. And so they go in there and um, they get to the appendix part, and there's like nothing wrong with it. But apparently, the rule in modern medicine is if they're near your appendix, they just take it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense to me. That makes... I don't... I mean, what do we what? know? We're, we're just amateur podcasters, right? Like, what do we know about modern? What? Yeah. So the, the surgeon comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, I just... I took it out anyway. What? <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong with it at all. They still took it out. What? There was nothing wrong with it. No, it was, just, it was fine. Yeah. But they, they took... Well, we're here anyways. We're just going to take it out. Yeah, we're in the area. And they, and they actually took it out. So you don't... Mm-hmm. I have a video of it. I watched them take out, like, they staple, they like, it's kind of cool. They staple at the end and then they just like cut that part and it's, it's pretty trippy. But yeah, he's like, yeah, we're in the neighborhood. So we're going to like take this house off the foundation and just throw it away. Yeah. 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 What? So, So he's in there telling us this and he's like, but I did see something that looked a little funny. You know, he's, he's, you know, it's not my area of expertise, but it looks a little bit like Crohn's disease. I'm going to refer you to a specialist. Um, so, I mean, that's when I had my first colonoscopy. Um, and sure enough, Crohn's disease, it was that yellow, wonky-looking mm-hmm. intestine yep. stuff uh-huh. you were talking about in uh-huh. one of the episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yellow where it's supposed to be pink. So, so how, how long did you, stay in the, did you stay in the hospital for this? Or was this like a was it no, outpatient no, for you? No, was, no, it was outpatient. Um, I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure I was home like the next day or something. Sure. Um, and you got the colonoscopy done at Children's? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to say I was it was um, back at Children's in a, within a good week. Who was your doctor? Did you remember the name? Michaels, I want to say. That actually rings a bell. I mean, I could be making that up. Like, like kind of rings a bell. Indian, kind of, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, she was awesome, dude. I, I, I think I might man. have saw her. I mean, as one of the many that I've seen. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Dude, yeah, I mean, I wish I could stay at Children's, dude. The, the doctors I had at Children's, the care I that they were at Children's was... Phenomenal. Like they actually gave a shit about you, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're not just a ticker or mm-hmm. a, a freaking bottom line for them. Yeah, let's just um, let's. Yeah, well, you said it before, follow the money. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my, don't even get me started. That's, we'll skip that. Whole one. We'll skip that question. Yeah. That's a whole um, so yeah, I, I mean, I started medicine right away. I was on um, 
Pentassa. Um, Never heard of it. Which is like a... Um, yeah, you did 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, so Pentassa um, kind of like coats the inside of your intestines while the other med- medication can, um, can kind of heal your intestines. Um, so I was on like a, a steroid, um, and then they, that's when they first put me on mercaptopurine, the 6MP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on like, I think I was taking, one point I was taking like 15 pills a day. Because yep. the Pentassa was like six pills a day, uh-huh. morning, noon, and night, right? That's I was on Lialda. I've never heard of that one. Interesting. What's Lialda? I don't know, but it was like a it was a red horse pill, and I think I took four of those a day. I mean, it's probably the same class of medicine. Probably, yeah, I mean, guess. probably that's why I was. I, yeah. I just thought about that, but my body couldn't break that down, and so mm-hmm. I would like I would see the Lialda pills. Oh, dude! In the toilet, dude. That's so freaky. So I remember one time I took. Um, I'm surprised I can still take medicine after this experience, but one of the so the Pentassa was a capsule. Um, and they, they gave me a thing where, cause I, I went in, I was like, can I take fewer of these? Well, they took it as like, give me a bigger pill. So I get the same amount of medicine, but in few, I'm not like, okay, well that's not really. So I basically, I went from like six pills a day to like three, I think, (laughs) but it's the same amount of medicine and the pill is twice as big. Right. Well, one of the big pills one time, like got turned around somehow and then as I'm drinking, the wide part got stuck in my throat, and then the bottom part went with the liquid. So the medicine inside went down my throat, and I could feel, like, it burn as it went down. Dude, it was the trippiest feeling. It was horrible. Like, Did you throw up? <laughs> I don't... I wanted to. I remember it was... It was, um, I mean, you've had acid reflux. Oh, yeah. Like, that you get that bile. Uh That's what it felt like, was that bile, like, Mm -hmm. was churning, ready to come up. Sure, sure. Dude, I went to the smaller pills. I went back to the smaller pills. (laughs) Immediately. Like, yeah, you gotta go back to the other thing. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, over the years, they, they wean you off, and, um, um, so, I was on mercaptopurine for a really, really long time, um, which, if we get to talking about more about medicine, I'd love to talk about that again because you and I had same Humira and all that stuff yeah. so yeah um but at one point maybe like six or seven years ago I I was doing really well and I was like I decided that um I was just gonna go like natural and not take any medicine if you're a crony or you have IBS or something don't do that <laughs> like um yeah I did that too <laughs> like it, it I, did it work for you no. yeah it, it did listen to your no. doctor like yeah. take if you don't want to take certain things, talk to them, and I'm sure they can find some kind of alternative. But right. um, I mean, the fact is, there's no cure for this. So, um, and contrary to what your um, your friends, great aunts, half sisters, niece did, you cannot cure this with with food. Like it can get better with your diet, um, right? But stick to your medicine as like as best you can. Um, but yeah, so I went to a point where for a couple of years I didn't take it and. Um, at the time, I would have told you I was doing fine. Looking back, I understand why I'm on Humira now. Sure, um, sure, sure. Um, which kind of leads into one of the other questions about about flare-ups. Um, we'll just jump into that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So um, I've only had, like, I think flare-up's like a weird word because when I think of flare-up, I think of that very first time I had that pain. Mm-hmm. Like that that massive, like, I'm dying pain. Um, and, and maybe there's a technical term for flare-up, I don't know, but... Um, that's the only one I know. So I okay. <laughs> so I've only had probably you know in the fifteen years I've had this. I've and they it. they mentioned flare-ups on commercials, so you know it's real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's always like they're like they like side eye the bathroom the entire commercial. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Um, so 
Um, I forget where I was going with that. Yeah, my bad. I, uh... That's okay. Um, flare up. Flare up. Um, so I, I only had a few of those major ones in my life, you know, maybe one here and there growing up and then one in college maybe. And, you know, a few, um, I, I think I had one about the time I was, they put me on the Humira, which is why I went back to the doctor. And, um, but I, I remember looking back now, the, the three years or so when I wasn't taking anything, um, you know, my doctor explains like, you know, if you, if you like scratch yourself with your fingernail, it's not a big deal. But if you do that a thousand times a day, you know, for three years, you're going to have a sore there. And he's like, that's basically what your Crohn's is doing right now. And he's like, you're not feeling pain. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it's smoldering in there. It's, you know, it's like the embers of a fire kind of. And mm-hmm. in hindsight, I had this, you know, I had, um, you know, the, um, urgency to go I had that where it's like I'm not going to make it to the bathroom in time and I was always just like oh I, I ate something uh, or well yeah you ate something you ate something you weren't supposed to eat you're not on medicine you're supposed to be on like right so right, right, right. um so yeah I mean I, I mean what was your experience with flare-ups yeah so I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that before um, I mean, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you sent me these questions. I'm like, these are questions I've never even unpacked myself, let yeah. alone, like, getting to talk to somebody about it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I've re- I, This might be the first flare-up, I guess you'll say, mm-hmm. that, I can, that I can remember. Um, so... Yeah, and I always, think, I always think back to this moment, too, because this is, like... This is like my whole thing against modern medicine and like listening to doctors because this is like shortly after I leave the hospital or maybe a couple times and I'm like, okay, got to eat better. You got to watch what you eat. Mm-hmm. You got to do this, this, and this, and that. So, and maybe this isn't like the healthiest thing, but for me, if you listen to, well, the podcast hasn't come out yet, but I eat chicken nuggets and cheese pizza <laughs> and bacon and waffles mm-hmm. and like that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's like, funny. That's, I think that's what your kid eats all the time. <laughs> so. He actually has a better palate than I do. Okay. He actually eats way better and way more things than <laughs> I do, which is pretty embarrassing, but I'm also proud of that too. Yeah. But I remember um, adding or trying and adding Canadian bacon to my diet, like rather than bacon. Is it healthier? Probably. Not. I mean, I, whatever, but it's basically ham, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it was like another protein. It was like another meat for me. Okay. Um, and we got it at Sam's Club, so I thought it was cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But I remember cooking, and I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I would, I would cook it on like a griddle. Um, is this pan. Old, like when you're older on by yourself? You, and this is when I was at my dad's house. This, this, this I was, I was eight, seventeen, okay, eighteen. Gotcha. Um, and like I ate like a whole plate of it, and it was good. And Dude, a whole like, plate of anything is never good. <laughs> well, I okay, I, I, I learned everything the hard way, and I remember I remember eating it, and I'm like, okay, this is the unhealthy alternative. Mm-hmm. This is not a chicken nugget. This is not pizza. This is something like normal people eat, and I remember just feeling like I I remember feeling like just literally I just felt inflamed. Like I could feel, yeah. mm-hmm. I can, like, like that's the way I could, like mm-hmm. I just felt like my body inflamed. I could feel like I was disoriented in the head. I mean, most of it was like in my chest and like mm-hmm. probably it was looking back with my ass reflex mm-hmm. and my intestines just like kind of rejecting it sort of. 
I mean, and was it because it's like a red meat or was it because it's something new I haven't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the way I looked at it is, okay, this is me attempting to be healthy. This is me attempting to listen to the doctors. This is my attempt (laughs) of not eating a chicken nugget or a cheese pizza or a potato chip or a pop. Mm -hmm. And I, and I remember, I remember going right downstairs and going to sleep because I, I felt awful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, the hell with this, man. I'm going back to McDonald's. I'm Mm -hmm. going back to Pizza Hut. This sucks. Yeah. And so that was like, that was I mean, I kind of can't blame you, dude. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, and and so, and that's why, that's what I always tell people. Like when I, when I eat what I want, I, maybe I know how to manage it better. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe it's because my body's used to it. I don't know. I don't really care. But my point is when I attempt to eat quote unquote, healthy mm-hmm. or when I try to when I want to take my pills when I do everything on time I end up feeling worse mm. so then it's like well if I'm going to feel like crap anyways and you want to enjoy feeling like crap then I might as well do what yeah. I want and yeah. eat what I want and mm-hmm. feel the way I want to or that I'm used to feeling mm-hmm. rather than put myself to, through something I don't want to put myself through mm-hmm. not enjoy it as much and still feel like crap as the end result it's like what, what's the point point? Yeah. and that's like my whole one of my so, many things. I have like so many questions now. Um, uh, let me piggyback. Back You're my guess, but anyway, keep going. Uh, um, <laughs> so, um, uh, I mean, just for I mean, those listening, we have like two full pages of notes, and that doesn't even include the stuff we'll probably think of <laughs> later. Sure, on. sure, sure, sure. Um, so going back to like my symptoms thing, so I didn't have any of the main symptoms, like um, yeah, like the like oh, lots of bleeding, lots of this, like um, I think you know, like. Well, it's been 15 years now. So like 15, 20 years ago, the main thing with Crohn's was like like uh, constant diarrhea, mm-hmm. right? Constant diarrhea, bleeding pain was like what they knew. Um, and now they know that it, it, it hits your whole body. Like you said, mouth sores. I get mouth sores. Not so much now, but for the longest time, I got like those little weird white mouth yep. sores. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And um, which is weird because mine only popped up when I left the hospital. And I would and I would swear to my I, I would swear. Like, you think it was the stress? Probably mine. I get Probably. mine when I'm stressed. That's I mean we. I talk about we'll talk about mental health later. But like the stress for me, that is something that stress will pull up is the little like mouth ulcers. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, exactly. Finger yeah. sores, whatever they are. Sure, sure. Um, but so like looking back, um, you know the doctor's like, oh, well, do you have this symptom? No. Do you have this symptom? No. Like all the stuff like you're talking about. Which, by the way, I don't know how you put up with those symptoms for so long. Yeah. But <laughs> dude, I, <laughs> um, I don't know. But man. like. Then she got into more like secondary symptoms, and it was like, um, okay, well, does do you ever get explained to like a fourteen year old? Like, do you ever get heartburn? Basically, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I get heartburn all the time. Fourteen years old, like you don't get heartburn until you're like at least thirty, right? right. And, um, and it's difficult to hear as a teenager. Yeah, you know these things dude, like you know as like an adult problem. That is like, and you don't want to hear that. I don't want to fault anybody. I think most people are mean. Well, but when you're like, like, so one of the secondary symptoms is joint pain. Mm-hmm. Dude, my knees hurt constantly my entire life. Like, my, I would text my mom about some of this stuff to kind of refresh my mind. She was like, "You were like three, like you were like four years old and complaining about you hurt." Mm-hmm. And and they were just like, "Oh, he's growing." Mm-hmm. And we, they were like, "Okay, he's growing." Like meta modern medicine, like we trust our doctors, and like he's growing. And here I am, like, and and I I never fault my parents for any of this. Sure, like, they, sure, they, sure. They were doing the best they could, but like looking back, there's all these secondary symptoms, and my parents were always like, "Oh, we had no idea." I'm like, "How would you have known?" Like you go to the doctor, and you said, "Hey, my kid's knees hurt. He's growing. Like he's at that age where his body will probably be sore because he's growing." Okay. Mm-hmm. My kid's picky. He won't eat. Kids get pickers are picky to eat. Uh-huh. Which brought me to my question for you was, I for the longest time I would not eat 
healthy food, basically. Um, and do you think that that is our, um, and even to this day, I'm, I still kind of consider myself relatively picky. Um, do you think that is our subconscious, our brain, our gut instinct, not like our gut, but like our gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, do you think it's some kind of subconscious thing being like, even as like a four and five year old being like, don't eat that. Like I, um, I didn't eat, I didn't start eating nuts until I got diagnosed. Then I was like, oh, peanuts are really good. And then of course they're like, which Take did, it out, right? yeah, mm-hmm. peanuts. And, and I'm like, well, maybe the reason I didn't like peanuts for 14 years was because I, I wasn't supposed to be eating them. Right. Maybe the reason I don't like lettuce and, and broccoli. Hey dad, are you listening to this right now? <laughs> like maybe the reason I don't like these healthy foods, air quotes, is because they trigger tear me, the, tear the inside of my stomach right. apart. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's I want I want to unpack some yeah. things there. So, um, I actually have, so I have two. If you want to call them self conspiracy theories, if you will, I remember when I was younger, like little little, mm-hmm. I would get really constipated. Like this is like when I'm six. Dude, seven, I was eight. on mineral oil for like till I was twelve, probably. Okay. And I remember um, just, like, having the toughest time, whether mm-hmm. it was, like, maybe I was just too shy to go out of school or I thought it would maybe take too long or mm-hmm. – which, I, 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 you're, that, you're that age. You think it's normal. So you think whatever you're feeling is how you're supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. And I remember – Well, like, then look at who's, how society is, like um, – and, like, I don't – I don't even know how women deal with this because women have it way worse than dudes do. About yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're not – like, bathroom – like, particularly in America, I don't think other cultures – I could be wrong, but I don't think other cultures have it the same way we do of, like, we're shy about the bathroom. Sure. Yeah, it's not yeah, that Especially way, for no. women. Yeah, like 100%. I, I can't imagine being a woman with Crohn's disease or something. Ah, uh, dude, I think about that all the time. You know what I mean? I because think about that all the time. Especially when you're talking about, you're like talking about like um, fissures and stuff. Uh-huh. And like they, it can go through into like their vagina and their uterus dude, and stuff. I'm, I'm like, oh my, <laughs> no, I'm cringing. Oh, right? man. Anyway, so anyway, back to your. <laughs> no, dude, like I've, so this has always been but like. You think, you think that's normal. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I mean, you're five, six, seven, eight, ten. You don't know. You're not gonna ask your buddy like, "Hey, how is it like for you pooping?" Right. Like that's just not a question you come up with. Like right. you want to know what cupcake you're having on Friday at school. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean, or what dress mm-hmm. up day it is. But I remember always like holding it and holding it and because hold- maybe I just didn't want to go. Maybe because mm-hmm. I was just playing. All right, was right. Just, what I was playing video game or sports. I just didn't want to go. Maybe it was subconsciously because I knew it would hurt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I re- I almost remember this like finally going and then like looking in the toilet and it'd be like not that big or like not a lot or sometimes yeah, it would be yes and then i'd be like oh my god that's what was in my system mm-hmm. and I, I would have that i would ask myself mm-hmm. that like on almost on a weekly basis like that's what that's all that was in my system god damn just get it out mm-hmm. but i couldn't like yes like and so that was <laughs> yes oh, dude mm-hmm. dude like and i so again i i thought something was wrong then but at the time you don't really like think something's wrong you just know something's like off but you don't know how to address it so whatever mm-hmm. my other uh and, and to bring that up like a lot of kids are finding out they have Crohn's disease much younger than us well I mean I found out when I was 16 you 14 well, at the 15 years ago finding out when you were our age was very young right and right right I mean, right my right. mom uh, and my mom knew how to co-worker that had Crohn's disease um and oh my gosh it's come a long way since that that lady had it um but like when I remember when I was diagnosed, she was like, "Oh, that's really long. You're really lucky they found it." 
And then, like, a few years later, they're like, oh, we're finding out that kids have Crohn's at, like, two and three and four. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I actually, I actually just uh, took my son to the pediatrician because he actually had strep throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, hey, while we're here, it's on my mind. Uh, I just want to ask, like, and I know this is probably a better question for my GI doctor, but how soon can I, like, can we test him? Or how soon can we, like, because I know it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. And I think you want to talk about that later, about yeah. kids and stuff. And it's obviously in the back of my mind because, yeah. um, well, his mom is relatively healthy, doesn't have, you know, gut problems. And, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about family history in a minute. But so, yeah, that's always on my mind. But the second conspiracy theory that I have of my own is I had a pet turtle that I, like, found. Like, okay, I just hear me out. I had pet tur- Dude, you and Emily would get along great because she stole a turtle from Indiana one time. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> she'll have to correct me on that story, but at one point she also had a turtle so, yeah, that she had found. So, and actually, I don't think I found. I think my buddy found it, but he knew. I, but it was like a big turtle. But it was like okay. in our, it was like in our neighborhood area. He was like, "Hey, Dom, do you want this?" And I was like, Psh, "Yeah." Named it Franklin, obviously. Nice. And okay, this is gonna this is gonna get weird. Okay, but I'm here for it. Dude. I feel like Let's I can talk to you about it. So. Let's go. I would clean his terrarium. Okay. Is that how you say that? Sure. His cage. Go with it. Whatever, dude. Um, It wasn't an aquarium, but I I had a fish tank that Mm -hmm. I used for that. Okay. But um, I don't know if it was his his feces combined with just being a random turtle, but I remember a distinct smell. And it was waste. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. was like, it smelled like a toxic waste. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually died because I stopped cleaning his stuff. You know, I was a 10 or 12 mm-hmm. year old, 13 year old kid. And not burying, I ended up burying him out in my fish graveyard with Big Chin. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> but all that to say, there was a point in time where some of my poops and my waste smelled identical to that. Oh, wow. The, the turtle. The turtle. So I, um, I've i never had a turtle, so I don't know if my feces would smell like a turtle. <laughs> um, but, and I've never admitted this to anyone before, but there, there are times where I'm like, um, like if I have um, like diarrhea or, or loose stool or something, and I'll be like, I can tell by the smell, like if I should be concerned if it was Crohn's or not. Mm-hmm. Like Crohn's stool has like a, has a smell mm-hmm. that is different than like your regular brand. Right, which mm-hmm. is, it's not funny, but it's, it's, if different. you don't laugh, dude, you go crazy. No, so, right. it's a bit funny. <laughs> so, my grandmother, so talking about family history, my grandmother had IBS. Okay. Which, from my understanding, is the same family. But if you ask my doctors in Dayton, it's completely different. What? Right. So, this is why I don't see Dayton doctors anymore. Because, like, they'll ask me, like, yo, do you have any family history? I'm like, uh, I'll just let you know my grandma had this. Oh, we don't know. What? Dude, I'm just letting you know what, like, it's something similar, and uh, my dad's fine, my mom's fine, but my grandma had this. I'm just letting you know. Like, and so they mm-hmm. would downplay it. Like, they would they would downplay it. What? I, yeah, dude, I'm, I can't make this up. Um, But, so she had, like, an incontinence problem. I mean, okay. she was freaking 90, 90 mm-hmm. plus in a wheelchair. Um, And, I mean, I would take care of her a lot mm-hmm. between me and my dad and, you know, and my brother, but... You know, she would sit, like, on a towel or, like, in a wheelchair. She would keep a towel there, and I never really understood why. But every now and then, I'm, you know, I'd get a whiff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, man, like, that's, like, 
It's a dis- that's a different mm-hmm. kind of. It's a different, yeah. And then I smell the same shit, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro. Yeah, dude. So, it's, um, uh, family history. So, <clears throat> to my knowledge, nobody in my family has Crohn's or IBS because I think they're the same family. That it's right. It, it's it, they it. are. It's a, it's just, it's a different area of the gut, yeah, right? Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, same but, symptoms. Same yes. fight. But if you look back at um, so my, my mom's side of the family grew up in the Hollers of West Virginia, mm-hmm. where you didn't go to the doctor unless you were dying or already dead. Sure. And but there were a couple of family members that had stomach problems, and they used the term "weak stomach." Mm-hmm. They would say like, "Oh, Jimmy has a weak stomach," you know, meaning you know he can't eat certain things. They didn't take him to the doctor for it. He just knew, okay, I don't eat that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking back, there's probably something there, but no one knows because no one's a doctor. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's so that's interesting. That's yeah. So you can like have a you can have like a feeling or you can guess that it was in there, but oh, you, yeah. you will never know. Yeah. So for all you know, you're a pioneer in your family. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing I'm not, but I could be. I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. So it's and it's weird because. You know, people say, oh, it skips a generation, or, like, mm-hmm. my dad always jokes about, like, the handyman trait. Like, oh, because he's not handy at all. I mean, and neither am I. Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, yeah, it skipped a generation, because his dad was probably good at that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. fixing a car, but I have no idea what I'm looking at under the mm-hmm. hood, right? Neither You're like, yep, that's an engine. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, but my brother, on the other hand, is really good with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he always tells my brother, oh, yeah, skip it a generation. Whereas me and my dad are, like... I'm a freaking carbon copy. Right. Right. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you mentioned, and you mentioned joint pain earlier. Um, yeah. At a young age. Yes. And, um, I remember going to the doctor cause I had knee pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they told me I had Oshkosh slaughter disease, which I think almost everybody has that from. Uh, what is that? Uh, what do they, what do they say? So, that is? Like, uh, for you that are just listening, I'm putting my knee up on the table here. So, because I would always joke about, like, I have four knees. Okay. Um, and if anybody can relate to this, they'll probably laugh because it looked, I mean, it's different now. I, had, I actually had ACL surgery on that knee, but, and it's, maybe it's not as bad now, but, like, you can see, like, this little, oh, this little yeah. bump. Yeah. So, like, that's not normal, right? That's not normal? Oh, uh, do you have that? I mean, I can't pull my, my pant leg up, but I'm, I'm, I'll try, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, yeah, so, okay, so, I mean, it's like, so this was, this was basically explained to me, like, oh, it's just from being an active kid. But like, I was a super active kid, though. And yeah. it sounds like you probably were, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so, like, and I don't know if you've seen athletes, they'll wear, like, a, a brace or, like, a band, like, a one-inch brace that goes around that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really affect anyone. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's I think, you're, like, your bones, like, are, like, kind of colliding, and it just kind of pokes out. I mean, it, it doesn't affect anyone. I mean, it doesn't affect your jumping. Interesting. I mean, pretty, probably in every NBA or every right. NHL, NFL player probably has it or has mm-hmm. gone through it or whatever. I don't think you really get rid of it. It's just, like, a thing. But, um... Other than me just visibly having a you know four knees, mm-hmm. I would feel stuff and like my ank- my ankles mm-hmm. my ankles crack and all my joints crack and um, you know arthritis goes hand in hand with Crohn's mm-hmm. disease. So it's just kind of like it's one of those things where like they tell you it's part of it. So I just like accepted yeah. it and now I just don't really pay attention. And then until there's like a day where I'm like, dude, it's raining outside. It's like today. Like, I'm like, and I can feel every. Mm-hmm muscle and joint yes. in my body dude like the first like the first like major cold front we get in the winter uh-huh i'm like stiff stiff is like and like like i remember um 
like the the first Star Wars movie, like the Jar Jar Binks, so like Episode One, not like the first Star Wars movie, but like the Episode I've never, One. I've never seen a Star Wars. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. But I'm okay. Anyway, I, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying in case we have a listener that has. Um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, an old lady. Um, they're in like this desert planet. There's an old lady that says, "Go home, Annie. There's a storm brewing. I can feel it in my bones." Uh huh. And I'm like. I, I feel that like I, right? I feel you old lady on the movie yeah. like that is exactly how I feel when winter is come like when winter is coming yeah like Ned Stark's got nothing on me you know right. <laughs> so um oh yeah. that's awesome um yeah so the joint pain and um the fatigue dude um that was another like just second. feeling run down dude, like all, no matter what you do or how much sleep yeah. you got or how much coffee yeah. you had or how much you eat you just well, and I can there's definitely a difference between being like Fatigued and like, I can tell when I don't have enough sleep. Like uh-huh. that's a whole different ball game. Sure. But yes, even like I can get eight hours of sleep and I can, I can do all the right things. I can you know no phone an hour before bed, no coffee after four. Like I can do all the right things and I'm still like I'm still tired when I get up. You know it's like I'm still. And, what about bloating for you? Um, cause that, that was a big thing with me. It's like I I would always feel full. I don't know. Again, no one's really. I never really talked about that. I don't. I don't think bloating's ever really been an issue for me. Okay. Um, but I know, like, I know. I've also heard like gas is a problem for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I, I don't think I fart any more than the regular person. <laughs> right, right. You right, know. Right, right. Um, so I miss farting, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially having a little son, dude. Like that's got. I like, do right. I mean, like, especially because he'll fart. He'll be like, "Oh, Reese fart," and I'm like. <laughs> Daddy doesn't do that. Just be anymore. like, like cover your mouth and like, and <laughs> right? Oh, I, yeah, I gotta add something there because yeah, man. Anyways, oh. who would have thought you would miss farting? Right, right. Yeah. But it's a it's a it's a guilty pleasure in I think everybody's life. They don't they might not admit. Oh it, yeah. Everyone likes to. Oh yeah. Get it out there, but uh, uh, let's talk about more symptoms. And okay. t- tell me, tell me. I mean, we all know my worst symptoms. So let's, yeah. what's what's the worst? complication or symptom that you've uh, endured um, I honestly I think it's dude I think it's the um, I think for me it's like the, the joint pain okay um, like I never know like oh, is that like you said like arthritis and it's like you're 30 and you shouldn't even be worried about arthritis. so is that a daily thing for you um, or is it kind of like whenever your body just feels I, like you know it's, it's probably um, or do you just think you notice it more days than others? I think I just notice it more days than others. Okay. Um, do you I take think, Advil, Tylenol, or anything like that? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. So we're not. Did you know we're not supposed to take like ibuprofen? Ibuprofen yes. and stuff. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I take Tylenol or Tylenol. I, I only take Tylenol. Yeah. Yep, same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I buy the cheap stuff because I'm poor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't. Except like I'm just a single father. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think sometimes you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And and you do like I. Again, I try not to take any more medicine than I have to. Um, so it's just it's the little thing. It's Same. make sure you have good shoes. Yep. Um, dude. Yeah. Dude, good shoes are the secret to life, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm on my feet a lot. Every, I think every job I've ever had, I've been on my feet all the time, and I know when my shoes go bad. That's probably something I think is probably when I notice it. Underrated. I know when my shoes go bad. Yep. And because I will yep. come home and I'm just like, like I want like. I, I don't know if you take baths, dude, but oh, like, all the time, dude. My friends, yeah, like, so you I feel better, them. yeah, because right? you're 100. Yes, 100, dude. A yes, soap, dude. I don't care who anybody. I take bubble baths on the regular. <laughs> I took dude. one. I took one on Monday night. 100. That's how you feel better, dude. Mm-hmm. Under uh, that's why I want a hot tub so bad. Yes, and 
we should look into this because somebody told me that depending on your an insurance company may pay for partial payment of a hot tub because if it like you know helps you helps you i'm in a condo right now but maybe when i get a house yeah Mm. okay yeah dude no so i'm literally waiting i'm waiting for some uh refinancing and financing things to 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 settle down here for the desk to settle but i fully plan on putting a hot tub a patio and a hot tub in because again i was i was spoiled i grew up with my dad he had a hot tub that i would get in Daily, you know, I don't have basketball practice, and I'd I work at a pizza. I would work at a pizza shop, standing up twenty four seven. So I want to ask you about your sports. You said you tore your ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done so. I've torn my meniscus, and I've ouch, effed up my shoulder like twice. Uh-huh. And I'm now I'm struggling through some like thumb wrist pain. Mm-hmm. Which talk about arthritis, I'm terrified they're gonna be like, that's arthritis. Good right. luck with that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad you're here because it's like, what do you do, or what do you do differently, or what if you, mm-hmm. what do we do the same that triggers mm-hmm. things? And of course, it's different now because I have the bag and. A lot less foods. Do, spi- uh, do spicy foods trigger anything oh, for you? I, that's why I didn't get any more chips because I'm like, oh, those chips are good. But um, I, I think that if I were to eat more of them, I would be probably. Um, and so it was It was a couple weeks ago, um, but um, it was kind of like one of those moments where Emily and I were like, oh, we need to start taking care of ourselves. Because um, we went and had a um, uh, famous restaurant down in Centerville. Um, Sounds familiar. It's kind of like, it's like burgers, wings, okay. American food. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I have these really good wings. So, I mean, we're talking like, I mean, they're fried and they're spicy, right? Two no-nos. Yeah. And then I went home and had, and I'm not a big wine guy, but I want to say I had some wine that night because we were, it wasn't too long after the wedding. So we had some leftover. Sure. And I missed work the next day because of, of those choices. And I, I, I think it was, my Crohn's was again flaring up i guess we could call it sure, sure. um yeah but it was i f- fully convinced that it was the my choice of wing and topping um so i'm very careful i i do enjoy spicy food but i'm very careful eating it because you know, like i'm trying to make sure i don't work you know, the next day or yeah yeah or what's yep. like a, it's so, like so, a, so you so you you base your dinner choices off of what you have the next day oh for sure that's and see, that's oh for normal sure people don't have to worry about that yeah um uh, and uh cheese dude um i i don't know if you saw me but i took a i take lactate if i, if I have any milk or anything like okay that. um which anyone who has lactose problems give that a shot because i, I think it works really well so i don't know i'm sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. i don't i i want to say it was dr michaels okay back at children's okay i i i i, I could be making that up because it just sounds familiar but because I saw Dr. Carvalho, but I, I also saw multiple doctors then. But there was a different doctor. Maybe he was busy or whatever. It was, it was a female doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me I was lactose intolerant. Just lactose intolerant? Or? As well as oh, okay. on, on, in addition to yeah. all the other things. Yeah. And they also said I had S reflux as well. So yeah. I'm like, bro, I drink milkshakes on the regular. Like, you're crazy. Like I, so I just didn't, it was mm-hmm. one of those things where I just, ah, mm-hmm. you're, I just dismissed it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they would, they, ha- I think they, uh, what'd you say? It was lactate or mm-hmm. lactate. Yeah. So I, th- I mean, I don't, again though, I'm cheap. So I get like Sam, um, Emily's mom was, has a Sam Pleasant membership. So she gets me the box of like 7,000. The members like mark. Bucks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, like, I don't know if it was, so it's over the counter. So I, I mean, they had me do something mm-hmm. they had me take something, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. I'm not because I I hate taking pills. I hate I hate doing. It. I hate I hate it all. Mm-hmm. So I just look for any excuse. Like oh, I wait for anything to happen. Oh, I'm done with that. I don't. Yeah. I'm done. Um, 
But I was going to go somewhere else with that, but I think I got on a tangent. Um, but we talked about flare-ups and we talked about, you know, symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you ever feel 100%? No. So, okay. No. So on your even, best even day. Even on my best day. Mm, well, so what, and, your, and I don't know. And, and maybe I'm at 100% and it's just a mindset thing. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, but, and, and the thing, the weird thing is like, and I'll go back to like my joint injuries. Like I've had my, I've had my, my shoulder operated on twice and my knee operated on. They're both fixed. I both believe they're fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, um, this is not one of my conspiracies, but, um, (laughs) um, I believe they are fixed. I believe the doctors did a good job. But they're not right. Mm-hmm. They're not right, and I don't know if any other anyone else like if you can say something about your knee or not. Or I mean, I'd be interested to see someone who doesn't have Crohn's and has had other you know like sports injuries. But um, they're 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 fixed, but they're not right. Right. Um, there's just there's something about it on a damp day. There's something about it on cold days where it's just um, you know. And I hope one day I can throw a ball with my kid and or kick a soccer ball with him or something, but. Um, yeah, and it's kind of the same thing with Crohn's, I think, that even on, if I'm, if I'm eating right, and again, eating right is relative. Right. Um, sure. If I'm eating right, I'm on my medicine, I'm taking care of myself, um, something's just not right in my mm-hmm. body. And, and I don't know if that's, I mean, we can, we can touch on that in mental health, like if it's an anxiety thing or something, but I don't. I don't, and I just don't, maybe I don't know what 100% feels like, but yeah, no. Okay. So, because I mean, same, yeah. but uh, give it a ballpark number of of when you feel your best. What, what would you put I mean, I'm close. Like, I, I would say I'm 90, 95 on a good day. Okay. 98. Like, but you never feel like. I, there's something, just something's there. It's mm-hmm. Or something's not there. It's just something's not quite right. Um, sure. I and mean, even if you take, like, some ad or some Tylenol. Yeah. Does that... You yeah, just, it's just... And and maybe it's mental, but... Um, so, yeah, so I want, I want to take... I mean, I would say, even on my, on my best days, I'm at 95, 98%, okay. but... Okay. There's, but there's, there's an element missing. There's something there, yeah. Okay. So, and like you said, that might be mental. Yeah. Uh, so, how... I mean, I, and we talked about this on... I mean, by the time we all hear this episode, I hope my previous two episodes will be heard, but we talked about stress and... The mental aspect of any disease. Um, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're a Kill Bill fan or a, Qu- a Quentin Tarantino or an Uma Thurma fan, but we talk. I always I, I go back to this story because when I was a kid, I think my dad maybe read a story, maybe it was in the paper, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. Some lady had cancer and was like she basically worshipped like this action figure Kill Bill doll and like okay. got rid of her cancer and like okay. she just sort of just believed in this Kill Bill thing. I, I never I still need to watch it by the way, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of talked about how just giving Crohn's attention, do you, do, would you say, do you know, or could you say if you, when you give Crohn's more attention, do you think it affects you more versus, uh, you know, Hey, maybe I've had a couple beers. I'm not thinking about it right now. Or, Hey, I'm on vacation. I'm not thinking about it right now. Or, Hey, I'm so preoccupied with work. I'm so busy. I'm not thinking about it right now. Do you think it affects you any less? Or would you say it's just so prominent that you can't not think about it? Um, so are you talking about like um, thinking about symptoms or thinking about like I have the I have a disease kind of thing? Um, maybe both. Okay. Um, I 
Because uh, it's hard to ignore. I have Crohn's disease. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say for the most part, if I'm not, um, if I'm not symptomatic, I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. if I'm not, sure. or if I'm sure. not flaring or whatever. Sure. Um, I think usually if I can, you know, hanging out with the wife, uh, playing with my nephews, hanging out with the family, um, hanging with a buddy, drinking some beers, whatever. I generally, I, you know, you're in the moment, you forget about that stuff. Um, but I do think, um, the, the fact that you have Crohn's is always there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even as someone like right now, I'm not in a state where I, ha- I have to know where the bathroom is, Okay. but it's hard not to know where the bathroom is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, or it's like, you know, maybe I haven't had an urge. Maybe I haven't had, I mean, we've had those situations where like you have to go to the bathroom right now. It's no longer optional. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could go a year and not have one of those moments. But then suddenly you're, um, you know, in the middle seat of a, of a car or on a plane or something. And then you're like, man, I really hope I don't have one of those moments right now. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, there, there's definitely some, there's mind games yeah. involved in it for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, for that's, sure. it's so wild that normal, quote unquote, normal people don't have to think about that. Yeah. Or, like I've seen, I think, I think I've seen on like TikTok where, you know, people with stomach, like a Maybe it's stomach talk. I don't know if you have TikTok or not. I really open it in, in about a month or two. But um, there's like a guy. He's like, "Tell me you have stomach problems without telling me you have stomach problems." And it's like, as soon as you show up to the function, you're looking at where's mm-hmm. the bathroom. And like, mm-hmm. and I'm like that pretty much. And I think it's subconsciously. It's like I show up somewhere, yeah. even though I don't have to. I guess quote unquote go as much. I still need. To, I still need to know where the facilities are to yeah. you know em- empty this, mm-hmm. or maybe I have to sit on it. But. Um, Came up. Yeah, I and I definitely and I, I kind of noticed this um, like coming over to your house is um, so I ran home and changed real quick, um, and in most cases uh, I can't. I mean Emily will tell you she'll be like how many times we're late to something because her husband had to poop, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, and it is not uncommon for me. And I'm a I'm a typically a punctual guy. Like I I hate being late, and. Um, so for me to be late, like I'm, I was probably pooping. Right. Um, and that sucks. And it's, and then they're like, especially when people know you as punctual and then they're like, Oh, you were late. And then you're in a room of like 20 people and you're like, yeah, I had, I had to, I was really nice coming here. Cause I didn't have to be like, Oh, let me just go make sure I don't have to go. Right. Cause I'm like, Dom's going to get it. Like, I, get, if I'm I like, got four bathrooms. If man. I'm like, Oh, I got to go. Like he's going to be like, all right. Yeah. Like, he's not sure. going to question it at all. And yep. Do your thing. And I do remember, like, going back to, like, you were talking about being little and having, like, problems and not knowing it. I was in maybe, like, first or second grade. And I had one of those times where, like, I felt like I had to go, but I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I think I went to the bathroom, like, like got up, left class, go to the bathroom, like, three times. And I remember, like, the third time the teacher was, like, again. Mm-hmm. And I was, like... See, and that's a stigma that gets put on. Yeah. So then you, you don't Like, I've never it. felt so... And I don't think... I, I don't want to fault her. I don't think sure. she meant it. Sure, sure, but sure. I've sure. never felt so small in my life as when the teacher, when that teacher was like, do you have to go again? Mm-hmm. And I was like... And I didn't know... And I, I, didn't, I wanted to be like, why didn't you go the first two times? Like, right. I'm still trying to go. <laughs> you know? And... Um, uh-huh. And I, I remember one time I was at the bank. Uh, I was working at the bank and we had... I felt so bad. We had a line of people... And I looked at the head teller. I was like, I have to go. And they're like, right now. And I'm like, this is not optional. I'm like, I'm so sorry. 
Yep. And I had to leave when we had a rush of people at lunchtime because I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's one of those things where you're like, you're in the bathroom and you're like, it might be better if I just walk out and never come back. Yeah, right. Like if I just leave yeah. it, like I'll leave my backpack there. I'll leave my phone. I will just, I, all that can be replaced. I'm not going back out there. Yeah. And, um, which uh-huh. just adds more time to your bathroom time. Right. You're sitting there contemplating. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. How did we get on that one? <laughs> uh, dude, I don't know, but I'm glad you said that because yeah. like when I, uh, I started my first like real big boy job. Uh, so I'm like in my first like professional like setting mm-hmm. and granted, so I have like a couple of peers, you know, that I'm like teamed up with or not teamed up with, but I'm, I'm we're doing a project together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm obviously a pretty candid person. I'm pretty open. I'm pretty like, you know, my life is your life now. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm just, I'm open. I just, mm-hmm. and at this long, I, I'm done with this stuff. I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just like, it, I mean, it's pretty much a joke before at the bag. It was like a joke, a running joke with any, pretty much any friend group, any friends group that I was with. Cause we could be in mid sentence mid conversation mm-hmm. and I just I'll, I'll get like a look on my face and, and like <laughs> they'll see it before I acknowledge it like oh you gotta go they're like oh yeah. s- see you in five minutes Dom mm-hmm. I'm like oh so I got you know I go mm-hmm. and so then it's just like oh I come back like well, where were we mm-hmm. and so I mean I'm very gracious of that because yeah. like I have I mean I mean I guess we'd call it a support system but I had you know very understanding people and yeah. peers that are just get it, you know. I mean, they don't. I mean, as much as they can. They don't get as much as they can, yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's pretty comforting to like. <laughs> do your friends have any funny names for it? Uh, like or anything that's not like? Do they not? Do they call it anything other than crones? Not, I, so I got I got a buddy. He every time I talk to him, um, he goes, "How's your butthole disease?" <laughs> and the first yeah, I've heard, yeah, the yeah. first time uh, I, it was like. I think it was like me, him, and his wife. Maybe uh, it was before I was married, and she was like, oh, "How dare you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's going really yeah, good." Yeah, right. You don't. Yeah. I, I didn't care. Right. Like, I mean, it makes no difference. He's like, he doesn't know what to call it. He doesn't know all these things. He's just like, "How's your butthole doing? Dude. Are you okay?" D- like, oh you my know? god. And- <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad you said that. So, uh, uh, Jamil, Jamil Huffman, Jams, if you're listening to this. Dude, I'll never. It was basketball season, and I was like, I talked about this, you know, my first episode, whatever, and I and I was in the hospital. So uh, my coach, and I think I think he brought an assistant coach and maybe two players, came out to see me at the hospital. This was mm-hmm. like right. This was like in the heat of everything, mm-hmm. and I vaguely remember this because I was on a ton of morphine and other drugs and mm-hmm. stuff. But Jams came out, and I know I've known Jamel since like the YMCA and stuff. So okay. we're in high school now and stuff, and. Um, like it was like it ended up becoming like a running joke all basketball season and for the rest of our life for my rest of my life so far he'd be like hey Dom your butt hurt <laughs> 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 like it would like very be like the most like dead silent and, like we'd be like stretched and be like hey Dom your butt hurt <laughs> and a uh, dude and I'm not gonna lie like that that kind of shit helps yeah because it's like. They're making light of it or they're making a joke out of it. And I'm able to laugh at it, you know? So, yeah. it's like, it makes me feel like they're comfortable with me being yes. uncomfortable, sort of, you know what I mean? So, yes. I appreciate that, that you're friendly. Yeah. That, and I've, I've heard butthole disease. I've, I probably, mm-hmm. I've probably heard it all. But now it's so common for mm-hmm. me. Now it's just whatever. Like, yeah. I don't even acknowledge it or it yeah. is what it is. Um, so, I, re- I really want to talk about medicines now. Let's go for it, dude. So... Uh, and we talked about this a little bit before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and I and I you hear on the on the list you gave me the medicines you've tried you put six MP and Humira, mm-hmm. and so when I read that I was like oh you're taking them in tandem mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. that's what I've always done mm-hmm. uh, I would love because I can talk about it all day with my experiences with yeah. this. But I want to know what your so you took six when you mentioned earlier you took six, you took six MP early on. Yes, yeah. So here's and and we could you and I could probably go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. So and, so 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 real quick, my doctors told me that if you take like a biological such as Humira or Stellara or I was just on Simsia, you need to take. Either six MP, which is mecatopurine, mm-hmm. or methotrexate. Okay. So I don't know if you had your experience with methotrexate. No. My grandma was on methotrexate, okay. among other things. Okay. But so I've always been under the impression that you need both. Dude, that I okay. I don't even know where. Okay, first off, um, I don't. I think it's a, we're not we're not experts in this. Sure. So that's why I, I forgot to give my disclaimer. Yeah. I am not an expert. I'm not an expert either. on Crohn's disease. I'm just an expert with right. Crohn's disease. So with that being said, we I mean we can only talk about our experiences. Sure. Um, I I don't want anyone to take anything that I say here to be like it, it applies to them. Sure. Um, talk to your doctor. Talk to multiple doctors. Um, I think you need to see a doctor if you have anything like this. But you need you you also have a right for your body. Let's put it that way. You have a right advocate for your body. For yourself. Um, yes, advocate for yourself. That's a great way to put it. But I think you need to be seeing a doctor about this, and you but you, you see multiple whatever. Um, but it, the, and you know I've never talked sat anybody down with anybody and talked about this this in depth. But it seems like pretty much anyone I talk to with any kind of Crohn's like thing gets a different answer. Mm-hmm. And because um, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, and and here's the, and here's also the thing. Um, just because um, the lady at church, whose great aunt, whose stepdaughter, whose niece, um, cured Crohn's with her diet, that doesn't work. That's one thing I will say. You cannot cure Crohn's, right. and you cannot especially cure it with just by changing your diet. It's important to eat things that don't hurt you, mm-hmm. and that helps to a lot it, but. to manage it. Um, so that being said, eat well. Um, so back to the medicine thing. Um, I find it in in another conspiracy theory. Um, So Humira, these biologics, um, in America, we get put on those biologics when the other things aren't working. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the FBI to break this. (laughs) Um, In almost every other country, they try biologics first. Because, and it sounds like maybe you haven't had great experience with them, but um, research-wise, the data, biologics work a lot better than some of the other stuff. Sure. They work better most of the time for most people. Um, So here in America, with our healthcare system, for whatever reason, we can all pick our own reasons, Mm -hmm. we do it backwards. And... Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that was one thing that the Humera nurse was saying. Because I was like, I, I did not want to go on Humera. I, I want to, I like, I cannot stress it. That was one of those things where I was like, I do not want to do this. 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 And I was finally like, I was talking to my wife and I was like, I, I think we were still engaged at the time. I don't think we had been married yet. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do about this. And if you look at like 
And was this from the commercial you saw, or just because because it was a biological? So, so my so my doctor, um, I went for my colonoscopy in like March or April. He was like, I want to get this done before you get married, and I was like, okay. whatever. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm really glad I did because. But the problem was, I woke up out of this thing, and if you've ever been under anesthesia, you know it is not the time to make any life changing decisions. So I wake up and I like my doctor. I trust him. But the one thing I wish he wouldn't have done was talk to me about this when I was coming out of anesthesia. Yeah, that's because he goes, yeah, that's the face I made. He go, he, I wake up and he goes, oh, I saw some things that are concerning. He goes, look up these two medicines and let me know which one you want to go on. Mm-hmm. And one was Humira, which is a at home injection every two weeks. Mm-hmm. The other one was Remicade, which is an infusion once a month, I think, or at least for me it would have been. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Um, well, I, I guess I don't, I don't really want to doctor's office to do this. And I was like, I'll just do an at-home injection. I'll take the Humira. So I'm talking to my mom and my mom was like, have you looked into the Humira? And I'm like, man, it's a, it's a Crohn's medicine. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And, and this, which is funny because on the commercials, they almost advertise it for a arthritis medicine. Yes. Yes. So it makes, it makes you go, why would I take this? I have Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyway. So, um, which brings up the question you asked later was, how much research do you do on your own? And I don't want to be one of those weird guys that's like, do your own research. Mm-hmm. But, like, do some of your own research. Sure. Like, look up this, look up, you know, like, because Humira is for, like, um, moderate to severe Crohn's patients. And I was like, I'm not moderate to severe. You know it's what I mean? Light. Right. I was like, I, I maybe have mild symptoms. And, um,. So do some of your own research and bring those questions to a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, understand what you're doing. Um, so so I'm like, oh, I, don't, I start reading it. I'm like, I don't really know about this. And he had sent through, like, I'm going on Humira. So I have a specialty pharmacy calling me. I have, um, what time is it? Oh, I got a text. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, is it? Um, uh, you know, I have the specialty pharmacy calling me. I have insurance calling me. I have, when you start Humira, they give you like a Humira nurse that helps you walk through like the mm-hmm. first six months. She's calling Ooh, me. Oh, I have a story. Go ahead. Okay. I have a story about this. Um, so I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm like talking to these people. I'm like, I haven't even decided I'm taking this yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like really freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to take this. And like, they talk about how like your instance of cancer goes up and all this stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, so I start looking up. Yeah, like, it's like we'll block, go we'll block your crunch a little bit. By the way, you might get cancer. Right. So I look it up, and and this was one of the things that I I made my decision on. Um, and I was looking up the rates of cancer for just men in general in the U.S. And one in four men will get cancer. On Humira. In, in general. Oh, okay. In life. So you got twenty five percent chance. Yeah. And I was looking at the numbers, the statistical numbers for Humira, and I was looking at the statistical numbers for just being a male in America in general, and they just don't look that different. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm like, it doesn't, that, they look the same. And I mean, my dad's a prostate cancer survivor, um, and, and it's just like, I'm like, I know Crohn's is going to F me up, right? I know Crohn's can, do, can be serious. Sure. And I'm like... I'm, I have this like tenth of a percent of getting cancer. It's going to, it's going to go from like 0.25% chance of getting cancer to like 0.3, right? That's, that was my interpretation. Sure. Sure. Other people might disagree, but that was how I took it. Sure. And I was like, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, that's, that's a great, and I was like, I'll do it. Like if, and if, if I end up not, if it, if it doesn't work, I'm not going to do it anymore. 
If I end up, which I'm, you know, six MP is a leukemia patient medicine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I always tell people, hey, that's my cancer pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm in. And, and it's like, so, and, and that's one thing that the humanist told me too. She was like, I was like, I don't understand why I'm on a moderate to severe medicine for Crohn's when I'm not, you know, I don't. And she goes, just because your symptoms aren't severe doesn't mean you're not severe. Sure. And it kind of goes back to that smoldering thing where, like, he was in there with a scope. He saw something he didn't like. And that's when she said she was like, you know, in other countries, they prescribe Humira, like, right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Because it, it hits hard and it works very well. And, you know, she's like, they don't even really mess with stuff like 6MP sometimes. That's so Because wild. they're like, Humira works. Over like they and other countries have figured this out. You know, other healthcare systems know this stuff works, and they're like, "We're just gonna do it right now." Uh-huh. You know, and then if you need something different, we'll change it. Right. And and I don't know if we can follow the money. Maybe we can follow politics. Yeah, maybe because I would love to know the, if if okay <clears throat> if mm-hmm. how much of a kickback these doctors get when they prescribe these household mm-hmm. name medicine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because a, do- a lot of a lot of doctors would be quick to just pres- prescribe something whether mm-hmm. they know it's good for you or not mm-hmm. um, at least that's been my experience it's like what you want to jump right to this but is there like a, is there a different way right or, you know it's, I don't but that's just my that's my two cents yeah but. so anyway so back to the the 6MP and the Humera thing I was explicitly told not to take the two at the same time that's the opposite <laughs> what I, that's wild like I'm still in disbelief like um I kind of wish... I mean, if you had said something, I would have brought the the paperwork they give you every time you get the freaking medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably have some in my folder. But somewhere. they were explicitly like, do not take these two together. That's wild, yeah. dude. That's the, my bad. That's the complete opposite yeah. of what I've heard. Like, and that what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had to stop one of the others because I'm not getting it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want... I think they pretty much want me on 6 and P regardless. Um... But so I've actually I've actually started I've actually been on Humira twice now. Okay. So I I, I started taking it when when Remicade didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think I talked about this either with you or on the podcast. Like, it just didn't work. Like I got well, I take that back. It did work. It's really it's a really good drug. But my body was just like, eh, yeah. Eh, I don't really think so. Yeah. Uh. So that's a bitter pill to swallow, pun intended. Even though it's a drip medicine, but. So they went to Humera, and dude, I I will never. This is I'm so traumatized with the Crohn's, and my dad, my dad was here. He can attest to this. I had like I went I went to the hospital. It might have been like at an appointment where I was like getting my first injections because they were showing me how to do it yeah. at home. And I don't know if in your experience, I had to get four shots at once uh, to start it, and then it would go down to like two, and then it would go down to one. Yeah, I did. Um, I did. I did two double doses. And then one double dose, and then one. Yep, okay. So it affected the same thing. Yep. But it had a bigger syringe or something, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, and so did you have the pens that Mm -hmm. you would just take off the the red cap and then the gray Mm -hmm. cap? And then, Mm -hmm. so um, I would not do my own injections. I would have my friends do it, by the way. Like, uh, oh, okay. So this is my second going. But so my first time going around, dude. When I was sitting there on the hospital bed or in the doctor's bed or whatever I think it was at the hospital but I'm sitting there like on, like on the, like the bed with the you know with the the famous medical paper sheet on thing mm-hmm. I'm sitting there my, my calves are hanging off my knees are hanging off the bed I'm sitting there and these nurses live like Pulp Fiction style like 
and, de- <laughs> and do. And, like, that's not how you do that medicine. Yeah. Like, you literally, like, you place it on your skin, mm-hmm. get the skin flush, get the white part missing, and then pop. Mm-hmm. No. They literally, oh. like, they stab the F out of my legs, mm-hmm. dude. And that's how I was taught to get the injection. And my dad saw that. And... Um, he actually, he actually, he actually messed up one of the, he wasted a med- uh, one of the, one of the pens and like shot up mm-hmm. in, in the room, whatever. They were like, yeah, that was 1500 bucks that you just, yeah that you just wasted, whatever. But so I'm traumatized by that because that's, I don't blame you. I mean, that's literally, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I shit you like that. That is, they literally like Pulp Fiction style stabbed me oh. in and then like, that makes that, the, see, that makes, that makes that situation so much worse because um, so someone like I used to have a, I used to have a horrible fear of needles and I've gotten better. Uh-huh. Um, my wife cannot do needles at all. And this is some to me doing this is something we can both easily handle. So there was no need for those nurses to do that because that makes it. And I mean, you're, there's something about having to give yourself at home injections that is just kind of demoralizing anyway. Right, dude. Yes. And, and then to have a, like you said, traumatized by the fact that they're Hulk Hogan in your legs. Yes. Um, it was difficult. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. Was, That's was, so frustrating, dude. It was difficult. And like, it's, it's one thing to say, Hey, I need this injection. It's going to help me. And Hey, I can handle a little stab, a little poke. I mean, needles have never bothered me. I have a zillion tattoos. I've, mm-hmm. I've been poked a zillion times. We've whatever. given our fair share of blood work. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring that up too later. Sure. But um, it's one. It's a different thing to, like, inflict pain on yourself. To, like, know, yes. hey, I know it's just a little poke, but I know I'm about to do this to myself. Mm-hmm. And also, it's for a reason because I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, it's demoralizing. So, like... And this is how much I just didn't give a shit about Crohn's or like how much I did acknowledge it. I'd have I'd have like friends over. We'd be like pre gaming for like the night or like mm-hmm. go play beer pong. And I'd be like, oh shit, I got to do my shots. So my buddy Palsic, shout out T Pazy, he would literally he would do it for Tyler? me. Tyler? Yeah, 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 dude. Palsic. I don't know if he knows me, but I know him. Yeah, him. yeah, dude. He would literally do it for me. Like and like they'd all be sitting like they'll be in my room like and I might have already had a beer or something mm-hmm. or I've already started my my double cup Jack and Coke mm-hmm. or something. And they're like, should you do this with, I'm like, dude, I don't think this does anything anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Let's just do it. Just say I did it and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm done. Uh, you know, of course, then the insurance would mess up the next shipment and then I just wouldn't get it. So it was really irregular. But that was the first go around. Though. Yeah. Second go around of Humera. Again, I've taken six MP in tandem at least the whole time. And it's very interesting now because the older I get, and keep going. I'm gonna. I gotta. I'm gonna look this up. It's it's right here on their website, dude. Are you kidding me? Tell your also tell your in the warnings because there's like a you know 14 pages of them. Um, tell your doctor about the medicine you take. You should not take Humira with blah 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 or purinthol in parentheses mercaptor purine six MP. That's crazy. Dude, my doctors has and I like my doctors now. But all again, I go to Cincinnati for my doctors. Mm. I had um, I had to double check because I was like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's like I really want to like I'm really first. Of all, I'm really glad you brought that up and mentioned yeah. that because I feel like I have like a stand on now because yeah. uh, and I bet I bet it's the same for Solera and I bet it's the same for Cincy, which was the latest medicine I took. Yeah. Um, the the importance of reading the drug facts, folks. Like they give you that packet at CVS, read through it. Re- because so 
Emily had, um, I think I, I told you, we didn't say it this time around, but Emily had COVID like really, really bad. Um, but I guess two or three weeks now. Um, and the, the I, I'm really thankful for this doctor cause he finally saw us when no one else would. <laughs> um, and he gave her, um, a couple different things. And I was just, um, since I was the one of sober mind at the time, she was out of it. I was like, I was coming, kind of coming through like, okay, what can I give her and what can I not give her? Cause I was already giving her a ton of stuff and then he wanted to give her more, which it, it saved her, I believe. Um, and so I was like, just going through like, okay, what can she can not have? And you look at the warnings on some of these things, like it's super important to a tell your pharmacist what you're on and B read the, read what you're not supposed to be doing, taking with other things. Cause there's, I mean, just read that paperwork and you can see some stuff. So yeah, that's my little, that's cr- dude, that's, but I wonder like, when were you on Humira last? I mean, I wonder if it's just something newer they found out. I don't know. Well, maybe, but I was just on Simsy. Like I, I just uh, took myself off Simsy. Well, I'll take it back. I don't know if Simsy was working or not. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to tell because of my previous mm-hmm. talk with the insurance and things like that, and, and the irregular, the irre- irregularity of it. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? That's yeah. that right. But they wanted me to make sure I was taking six MP with it, which is the same. And so, and this, so this is weird. I'm pretty sure it's like that. All, all, all the home injections, which is Stellara, Humera, and Simsia, mm-hmm. sounds like Harry Potter spells, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've always been told you with the with those you either need to take one of those two methotrexate or make it the purine well on my second bout with Humira which was uh, 2016 to probably 2017 ish and I was on that for like a pretty decent like regular time I was like granted some doses were later than others but for the most part that was like the most consistent I was taking my medicines mm-hmm um, I think, yeah, my ex-wife was doing that for me. Okay. Um, and cause I obviously wasn't doing it myself, but, mm. um, I, and this is like a whole nother, this is probably a whole nother episode, but I started having panic attacks and again, you could probably chalk this up to many other factors in my life, mm. but again, I try to find the, the common denominator and things. Mm. And I was like, yo, I feel intense, more intensified after an injection or shortly after an injection. Um, and uh, to anybody that has regular panic attacks or has anxiety or has mental issues, I just want to apologize because I thought those were all a joke before it happened mm. to me. Like I thought panic attacks was a made up term. Mm. Like I thought it was like a term for a weak minded person. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a, Oh, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to have a mental breakdown. But I literally felt like a chemical imbalance. I literally mm-hmm. felt, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty stable human being, even as crazy as I am. And like, I would, I would like go into like hysteria. Yeah. Like my heart, I'd get a bad heart, heart palpitations. I, I mm-hmm. like my vision would go crazy. Yeah. Um, I'd start crying uncontrollably. Um, and it started happening when I was driving and it was like the first time I'll never forget. I was on my way to a wedding. Um, shout Josh Lish. I still feel horrible because they ordered chicken fingers for me, um, <laughs> specialty, and I didn't show up. Um, and I did have a card for you, by the way. I think I even bought you a toaster that I ended up using in my apartment. But anyways, um, 
I, I couldn't go because I like I ha- we, we I stopped at CBS to get a card and I like I lost it mm. and that was like a mile up down my road and it yeah. was like an hour away from this wedding. Uh, and I felt horrible, but like and that started happening on a regular basis. So I cut him air out. Yeah. And panic attack stopped. Interesting. So I told yeah. my doctors like, hey, um, I started freaking out on a regular basis. Um, I took off the thing. I took out the thing that is unnatural and mm. phew, would you look at that i'm mm. fine now yeah and then similarly with the 6mp i was on that and i was on that regularly but i was on the sim i was not on the simsy as regularly because of insurance bs mm. and i started noticing major mood i wouldn't say changes but uh lack of mood stability and i would become really irritable and and I, I and oh, dude, also changed my pee. I started peeing more frequently, and it started becoming uh, a little yellowish or orangish. And this is another thing. That would trip me. None out. of my doctors mentioned this at all. And I've been on six and pee now for almost made the better part of a decade at this mm-hmm. point, or more. And I had to look up on a forum like, hey, peeing problems on six and pee. And there's a whole like four. There's a whole. Oh yeah. They talk about it like yeah. It makes you feel like you have to go all the time, whether you have to go or not. You pee like, and I don't drink water. Like we, that's, I don't drink water. Oh, okay. Like, I hate water. Okay. Water sucks. Water Dude, water. water I, I'm all about water. I, I hate. I hate water. And, but <laughs> I would find myself going to the bathroom all yeah. the time. I'm like, dude, I, I didn't drink this much. No. Anyways, so then I took myself off six MP, mm-hmm. and my mood has been stabilized. Yeah. I'm like, I feel dumb again. Yeah. So I, I told my doctors like, hey, I don't know what you want to call it. But I cut this out and I feel better. Yeah. So explain that one to me. So that's where I'm at with that. Dang man. So that's why I'm I'm so I'm, I mean how long have you been on Humira now? Oh, so okay, so I got married in May. I I think I started like July or August. Okay. And I've only been on it for a little bit, and then I missed the dose because of COVID. Because absolutely do not take anything like that do not take a biologic while you're sick like uh-huh. if your doctor didn't tell you that that's something to note too because it will no. it'll mess you up um it'll make whatever you have worse um so i've only probably taken i mean i took the first like mega dose right uh-huh. and i think i've had two refills since then okay so I, it's relatively new for me still and you get all you get it shipped with, with a bunch of ice packs and your so here's cooler. here's the really funny thing they were adamant that they would not ship it anywhere but my house. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you got signed for it usually, unless you request it. I sent it down. I sent it to the CVS down the street. Okay. They they signed for it for me. What? And they keep it in the fridge and I can go get it. Yeah. Yeah. They were adamant. We will not send this anywhere except your house. Right. Okay. I understand. Um, I'll make sure someone's home. Um, you know, my wife's home most days. Like, we'll make sure that, you know. Yeah. And then... Um, I forget who told me that. And then somebody else called and was like, all right, where's a good place to ship this? And I'm like, I was told it had to go to my house. And they're like, no, they're like, we can send it to certain pharmacies. And I'm like, are you sure? And I was like, this other person told me that absolutely not. And they're like, someone has to sign for it. Like, that's the biggest thing is because, I mean, it's, I mean, like a box of this stuff's like $2,000. Yeah. $3,000. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, I think that's their main concern is that they don't lose, like no one loses basically a you know two grand worth of stuff right um and she's like oh there's a there's a cv i was like well i, I work on you know far hills avenue in centerville and she's like oh, there's a cvs right there and they're open late which is really cool nice. so like, even if i work the late shift at work i can like just swing right over nice. and get it nice so um 
it's just so fun. Like, I mean, we've, we've said it six times now, the differences between um, all these places. So it, it, the, the inconsistencies is what it, that makes me have a lack of trust in yeah. the system, if yeah. you will, or what, or the doctors in general or the pharmacy. Cause Nobody's on the same page mm-hmm. ever. Well, and I don't. We can. I mean, maybe we can talk about diet later or now or whatever. But like, um, I, I've been doing. I've been looking into um, a specific carbohydrate diet. I okay. Think. Um, okay. And so, uh, so I would love to have you back on okay. with Jordan, who was on yeah. my last episode. Yeah. And we would have a field day. Okay. But anyways, so, so I, well, I won't go into it much then. Sure, um, sure, sure. But it's really funny because I was someone had told me about it, and I started looking into it. And like you know, Wikipedia, all these different web pages, like WebMD, where you're dead five minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were all like, "Oh, this there's been some promising research that this is really good for Crohn's," and I'm like, "All right, well, I'll look into it." And of course, I'm I'm going to talk to my doctor about it. But I was like, oh, "This is like this might be something I can do." Like, and I started looking into it, and it's like, you can have any vegetable you want, and I'm like, "Well, that that doesn't." Like that doesn't sound right to me. Right. I'm like okay, well, okay, well, let's, let's keep reading. They do say no corn, right? Oh, so um, I miss corn so bad. And then and then and then it's like you can have like unprocessed nuts. I, you're not supposed to have nuts when you're on Crohn's disease. What? And and then it's like, but um, I mean, it eliminates like all bread though. And uh, when they said that, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Um, I like pizza. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, so I was thinking about this. I was like, um, you know, two dudes with Crohn's talking about Crohn's, eating and drinking stuff that's bad for Crohn's. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like uh, last episode, some my buddy was like, "Hey, so how does alcohol? How how does beer affect Crohn's?" And I was like, "Oh, that's highly detrimental." Oh yeah. <laughs> As I crack up with yeah. it, I'm like, "Oh, this is very counterintuitive." Yeah. Yeah. I, um, by the way, we uh, we ordered two large pizzas and we're and we're drinking beer. Um, during yeah. It, so uh, <laughs> not great Crohn's patients for ourselves, yeah. but um, we can manage it ourselves. Yeah, I think um, at least at least where I'm at, like I I can I can cut corners sometimes. Sure. Um, I, you know I don't have I don't drink often, um, and my my, uh, my wife's aunt anytime she sees a Facebook post or Instagram post of me with a beer. She'll like call us and be like, "Is Kyle doing okay after his beer?" Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. "I'm I'm fine." I like I appreciate your concern, but like a couple of beers is not going to like kill me, right? Like, you know, will I might have some bowel problems tomorrow potentially? Is it going to be the end of the world? No, no. Like I will be, I will. And then there's the you know like lactose you can take. There's you can wait, you can manage. But yeah. Anyway. So. No, yeah, that's good. Um, okay, well. Just some closing remarks. Sure. Uh, I know. I know you gotta get going. I mean, I probably need to get to bed too, as it's nine p.m. on yeah. a weeknight, and we both have work. We gotta get eight hours of sleep, right? So we aren't fatigued. Mm, yeah, because we're thirty. We shouldn't be tired. I yet. don't sleep at all. I mean, yeah. the bag wakes me up at three a.m. or two in between oh. two and three every night. So it's, you, so you know when you need, like you feel when it needs to be emptied. Oh, dude. So I use so. Uh, 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 if I'm sleeping next to somebody, uh-huh. they would hate when my alarms go off. Oh, you but, have an alarm. Okay. But that's because that like that's an anxiety thing. Like, but oh. now I found out when I like don't set my alarm, my I wake up on like my body wakes up itself. Yeah. 
and I've noticed that's your anxiety probably dude oh 100% like, I mean, well, that and I can actually I mean I can actually feel the weight of my bag filling oh, that can so a combination of both though mm-hmm. it's one I would say it's predominantly more anxiety than mm-hmm. that because I've also drank way too much one night before, I mean this is many moons ago mm-hmm. when I was going through my divorce and stuff I mean cause uh, there was like two nights within a month where my bag like burst overnight. Oh. So I had to get like new comforters and yeah. new sheets and all that stuff. So because of that, I have like high anxiety I going did, to bed. Don't blame you, dude. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not fun. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so I don't sleep anyways. But, um, so I want we, we talked about corn and mm-hmm. popcorn. Mm-hmm. You can't eat that. I can't mm-hmm. eat that. I, I, I would cheat, but, and we talked about, Picking your dinner or your diet the night mm-hmm. before, or mm-hmm. maybe what you have going on that day or the mm-hmm. next day, um, and I remember, and this was shots to my friends. We we used to go to B Dubs a lot, kind of yes. like thing, mm-hmm. and I, that was for whatever reason. I mean, they've changed their chicken like a thousand times since then, but yeah. back then, for whatever reason, B Dubs was something that would absolutely obliterate mm-hmm. me. I mean, and I only got the chicken tenders because mm-hmm. I don't do sauce. I don't do, at the time, I didn't do wings. So I'd only get the chicken tenders and fries. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, that's, it's weird. You would think, oh, hot sauce. You're that's like, exactly where my head went. Yeah. Right. But it was literally just like the breaded chicken tenders. Wow. And it would, like, I, like, that was Armageddon for me. And, like, so wow. I would have to, like, consciously say, hey, guys, I don't care tonight. Or, hey, I'm good. We can still, like, but they would mm-hmm. be like, oh, Dom, we can't do B-dubs. You know, and they, and they would get it. Mm-hmm. But, like. It, it was a thing. Like it was like, oh, beat ups will fuck Dom up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. And yeah. like, so that was. I mean, it was, that was the probably the only thing that was, uh, I guess, normal that I would be like, oh, let's not do that because mm-hmm. it, it'll hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a big for me, richer for me. But mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so you could say that. Crohn's has taken away popcorn from us or mm-hmm. taken or corn from us. Dude, there were, so when I, again, same thing with peanuts, I was never really in the popcorn until I turned about like 13, 14 mm-hmm. when I got Crohn's uh-huh. and like, um, so my parents have, we've always gone to Dragons games. They've had season, well, not like full season, but they've had part season tickets sure. since they, the stadium was built. So we, I mean, that was most of our summer was going to the Dragons games and eating peanuts and popcorn at a game was like the thing. And I probably didn't get into it until then. And then, of course, I can't eat those things anymore. But I remember there would be times where like, um, I would like get like, I would get like a couple, like a couple pieces of popcorn and I would eat like the puffed part mm-hmm. and like chew around the puff part and then like throw away like the kernel piece uh-huh. you know the, the, the uh-huh. hard piece yeah, that yeah, is bad yeah. for us yeah and eventually i was like oh, that's not that's not worth it but yeah um or when i was with um i used i used to work with the boy scouts and i was on the road a lot a lot of traveling i was on the road for like three hours a day and um i would um since you can't have sunflower seeds i would literally just go to the gas station buy a bag of sunflower seeds and just like suck all the salt off and then I would shell them, but spit all of it out. Dude, that's what I did just, before I liked sunflower seeds. Just because... Um, I wonder if I did that subconsciously. Because I ended up growing I ended up growing up to like the sunflower seeds. Yeah. During baseball seeds. But I would, I, just liked, I would just like the salt. And I wouldn't... Yeah. That's weird. That's crazy. Like, I think that's no subconscious thing. But yeah, that's when crazy. I, I would, Because you're on the road so much, and I'm like, I need something. So I would just buy sunflower seeds, shell them, and spit the whole thing out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was interesting. You said, "What has Crohn's taken from you?" In, in this question, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to know because I don't know that that's something I've ever like 
really thought about, I guess. And do you think that's because you you just don't acknowledge it because it's it's every it's an everyday thing? I and, think so. And, and I think I think it's interesting too, like um, I mean, our diagnoses were only a few years apart. Sure. Um, yeah. But I think in a man's life, there's a big difference between like 14 and like 17. Mm-hmm. And I think I had the advantage of being younger. You know, when, when we're in our you know late teens, early 20s, men particularly, um, we feel kind of invincible. Sure. Right. And I think, I still think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, but I think when when you're younger, I think I might have kind of. I miss that a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I was like, and we've said this term a couple times and I don't know that I necessarily like it. It's something we can talk about later or something, but like I've always known like I'm sick. I can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I mean, it's never kept me from playing a sport. It's never, uh, I mean, I'm married, like dating was never like terrible. Um, my friends, my friends make jokes about it, like, but it, like there is, I think if it's taken anything, it's probably taken some, and I said this in all my notes too, is I've never really taken my mental health seriously. Um, so that's something I might have to like think about and then come back to you on. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I say, I would love to have you on again. Like, yeah. a, Hey, uh, let's check on them now sort of thing. Or like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's check in how things different yeah, now. How I'd love to do that. Great. Um, but I think, um, since you sent this to me, I think probably something along the lines of like my mentality of thinking about things, um, it's probably taken, it's taken a little bit of, um, the flightiness of life, I guess. Sure. Um, you know, I have to base food around work. I have to base, now I have to base things off of my Humira injections. Uh-huh. Um, um, which Humira has come a long way. I mean, which you've grown accustomed to, so you probably don't feel like it's taken from anything. I don't necessarily know you. that I've, yeah. I, I because you've just adjusted mm-hmm. and you've adapted. Yeah. Which is, you have to be. So kudos to you, because I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I think anybody living with an invisible illness is, is yeah. incredible. But Dude, I think the invisible illness, like, I, that's a, you know, that's a pretty good way to put it, because, um, I mean, especially I think for, it's invisible, like, people outside can't see it, but I think it's invisible. Um, for us sometimes because um, unless you're having a flare-up you don't always right. notice it exactly or even like um, you know getting married like you're you're melding two human lives together suddenly you have to you're like responsible for each other yeah and there's things you like have to consider um, and and she is amazing she thinks of me more than I think of me um, but there's these things where you're like oh, oh yeah I, I can't I can't do that, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's invisible for us sometimes because, you know, we, we get used to knee pain. We get used to running to the bathroom. Like we get used to those things and you just live through it. Yeah. So I, I guess some kind of like, like the flightiness of life is probably taken away from me. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good answer though. That that's uh, yeah. Cause I think that's hard to, it's hard to answer. Cause like we said, it's hard. You just adapt and you adjust, but I think if you can acknowledge something and still keep going, I think that's amazing for you. So yeah. good on you, man. Um, so uh, I, I know this is big for you. And mm-hmm. I know you'll talk about it a little bit. So kind of just jump right into that of uh, knowing all of that, knowing all of the turmoil and trials and tribulations you've gone to and gone through and um, how it affects your daily life or your weekend life or whatever. Uh, what keeps you going, man? What, what, what keeps you, your head on straight? Other um, than maybe your your wife and, yeah. and your love and support system. Yeah. But. Um, oh, dude, I want to... 
I want to touch. I, I want to come back to that question. Can we talk about support systems real quick? Yes. Um, I, I think we've we've kind of like glazed over a little bit. Um, but one thing when you asked that question that came to my mind was, um, like, you can have a really good support system and still feel alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, because, like, I mean, how many times tonight have we been like, oh, my gosh, someone gets it. And, like, you know, my wife understands that sometimes I run to the bathroom. You know, like, you said, like, your friends could see it on your face. Like, they get we have to run to the bathroom. But until you're like running to the bathroom yourself, you don't understand that. And, and until you meet somebody on that level, like there can be some loneliness to that. Um, even if you have an awesome support system. Yeah. Cause you can have an awesome support system, but you have to live that moment of mm-hmm. having to exit the conversation to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and it may be all fine and well, everybody gets it. Everybody they can make a joke about it, but you're still leaving that moment mm-hmm. to take care of something you can't take away moments. Yes. Yeah. That's it, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to, I was going to say something, but I, I cut you off and then I cut myself. Off. That's all right. Maybe it'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, so I think what keeps me going. Um, so I think my biggest thing is my faith, dude. Um, I mean, so, uh, being a, um, I, I consider myself like a devout Christian. Okay. Um, so for me... And have you always been this way? I've always been a Christian, yeah. Okay. Um, my, my faith has ebb and flowed, um, but I've always been a believer. Um, sure. I've, I've deconstructed at some points in my life, and, and oddly enough, I think when I deconstructed was kind of when I went with that, like, no medicine phase. Uh-huh. So maybe there's something to that, maybe there's not. I don't sure, know. sure, sure. Um, but I think now for me is like, you know, I believe in an eternity outside of this life. Um. You know, so I believe that there will be a day where I don't have to deal with this crap. <laughs> yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what keeps me going is like, you know, assuming I live a, a regular lifespan of like 76, 80 years, that's still going to be a drop in what I consider eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what like kind of keeps me going is um, my hope of, yeah. of, of that. Okay, so, so and I would, and I would, and I know I would love to give you another, um, uh, I guess, uh, platform to talk about that uh, some more because um, I know that's big for you. Um, for me, it's not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was raised Catholic. I know mm-hmm. The term I was raised Catholic. Oh, I, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I understand. So you I know, know what I, that means. I know exactly what. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny that you mentioned that because um, going through my situations and my own traumas and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of stuff happen in the last, you know, couple of years. Dude, yeah. Um, I found myself like teetering back to like, oh, maybe I should find my faith again or mm-hmm. like maybe I should, you know, look, take it a little more serious or maybe I should go back to church or mm-hmm. things like that. So uh, I would love to talk about this, Absolutely. you know, another time. And even if you like, man, like we, we have each other's numbers now, if you want to mm-hmm. talk off podcast, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, like I said in the notes, I'm not going to preach to you. I, yeah. I, I'm glad to hear you say you're leaning back towards it. Like that fills me with joy. Sure. Um, but I mean... I would want you to do that in, in a way that makes you, you comfortable. So yeah. if you want to talk about it on or off yeah. microphone, let Both. me know, man. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but it's that you, it's so funny that you, not funny, but you say that what keeps you going is like, I, you know that there's going to be a day where you don't have to deal mm-hmm. with this. Um, 
And because people ask me all the time, like, Dom, how do you do it? Like, how do you manage? Because, you know, I work from home and I take care of my kid and I deal with this chronic illness and I have a bag now and mm-hmm. I got this and this and this and this and that and I'm going through this. Um, and I've been talking about this a little more candidly with, you know, my, my friends and stuff. It's like, I su- and I'm proud of myself for this because I wake up every day. Granted, I have my kid and I, I, have, I have to put on in a happy face and mm-hmm. I get that. But I wake up every day with like a genuine happiness and a genuine like uh lust for life that Mm -hmm. like hey i'm going through shit right now i'm going through hell Mm -hmm. and i can still smile so i know Mm -hmm. that there's gonna be a time where i'm not like this yeah and i can't imagine i mean i'm and that's i maybe i'm just imagining how amazing and how beautiful that will be when I'm not dealing with this in a physical presence yeah, and maybe I'm not acknowledging that in a, in a, in a faith way, so to speak, mm-hmm. because I'm not into that right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're on the same wavelength of that matter. And maybe I'm just subconsciously thinking the same yeah. way you are. So uh, I think it'd be great to like dive into that and, and test those waters and, and things like that. But I just wanted to say that and how I can relate and even yeah. though it's a different way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I think, I think, um, um, if um, if you are a religious person, like don't. I'm kind of speaking more to like the people listening. Sure. You know, um, don't um, don't give that up. Okay. Like just because you have an earthly problem, um, and like there is there is hope out there, um, and maybe that means going to church. Maybe that means finding a therapist. Maybe that means finding. Um, a buddy to talk to, you know, like there's hope out there. Um, like just find it. Like, um, and, and M's really in the Harry Potter. And, um, so we're going to the movies right now and there's a part where, um, Dumbledore says, um, I'm going to butcher this. Sorry, Emily. Um, and all the other <laughs> Harry Potter fans out there, but Dumbledore says something to the effect of like, um, the help is there if you just ask for it. Uh-huh. And like it, ask for it like you're not alone in this like that would be my parting word i think at okay. least for for now is um there's hope out there just find someone to to talk about it with so sure yeah. well man that's gonna do it for for episode i don't know if this will be now after i break up the other episodes yeah. and maybe six seven something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> but man i can't thank you enough for coming on and Dude, spending I, your night with i want to thank you man like when you um when i message you um I was I was hanging out with Joel from high school. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "You remember Dom?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, did you know he had Crohn's?" And I was like, "I I vaguely Dude, remember." Dude, I vaguely remember in high school it got brought up somehow. Yes, I was like, I, like, I knew it. I vaguely remember Dom having it in high school. I was like, I don't know any of his story or anything. Yeah. And you had like just posted the picture of the bag, and uh-huh. I was like, "Well, he has a bag," and I'm like, "Oh man, that sucks." And I was like. Um, which I'm really glad to learn now. It's not a clomosomy bag. It's a, the Ilios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really glad to hear that. Um, I was really filled with joy when when I heard that. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, he's like starting a podcast. I'm like, oh, dude. So like, I was just wanted to be like, I'm so glad you're doing this, Dom. And then you're like, you want to talk about your Crohn's? I'm like, yes, I would love to talk about my Crohn's, dude. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm thankful for you giving me this opportunity because. Uh- I'm, I'm glad you took it. I was, I was kind of scared to ask, yeah, you know, because not everybody wants to talk about such a yeah. shitty topic, yeah. pun intended, <laughs> yeah. you know. So uh, thank you for being so candid and open and telling your story. Yeah, dude. That's brave, man. Thank you for doing that. Um, to our listeners, I hope you guys appreciate uh, someone that can share their story. 
um, even though it's not as graphic as maybe yours or mine, but mm-hmm. it, everyone has a story and everyone yeah. is going through something that you don't know. Um, so Kyle, thank you for being here. I hope to have you on again. Yeah, just uh, let me know, man. Maybe with a maybe with a scientist on here yeah. as well. Um, but until next time, do you have any uh, social medias or anything that you'd like to any closing remarks that you want to um, say? So I'm uh, I'm working on being a writer. So most of my social media does not actually have my first name on it. It's okay. got my middle initials. Okay. Um, I, I primarily am on Twitter and Instagram. Um, M like Michael W like William, and then Nep K. N-E-P-P. Um, you can throw it in the show notes or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to have people follow me and maybe I can share some of my writing with everybody. So. Yeah. That would, uh, I would, dude, when, when, you get that, when you get that finished up or close to going, I'd love to head back on and we'll kind Sweet. of advertise that a little bit, if cool. you will. But uh, until next time, guys, I'm Dom D'Agostino with the Chrome's Corner Podcast. You can also call me the Chrome's Father. And you can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram's coming. Uh, you can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, until then, thanks for listening and peace out.